Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidate Interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Shell Gross, and I would like to introduce Calvin Barrett, running for Dane County Sheriff. As we begin, please tell our viewers what educational, occupational, and civic experiences you have that qualify you for this office, including your experience working with diverse communities. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity to be here and share my vision and my story uh, with the great voters of Dane County. First, I'll start with my educational experience. I have a bachelor's degree in sociology from the University of Wisconsin, as well as a master's degree in criminal justice uh, that I received last year. Um, my occupational experience really varies, which really makes me uh, you know, prepares me, has prepared me to be the current Dane County Sheriff over the past year. I've initially started in law enforcement as a Dane County deputy working in the jail. I then was hired as the first African-American officer by the city of Sun Prairie Police Department in 2011. Uh, and uh, from there, I went on to Madison College to teach in the criminal justice studies program, uh, where I taught classes such as introduction to criminal justice, introduction to corrections, community-oriented policing, professional development, uh, report writing, and professional communication skills. I also was a, a lead defense and arrest tactics instructor teaching in the law enforcement academy at Madison College. I then went on to work with the Wisconsin State Fair Park Police Department on their dignitary protection team uh, throughout the fair time here in the state of Wisconsin. So really looking at all of that experience and taking that, which is, has allowed me uh, to take a really unique perspective to our criminal justice system as your current Dane County Sheriff. My civic duties, uh, which, have had, which I've been a part of, prior to becoming sheriff included being on the speaker's task force addressing racial disparities, which several of our recommendations made it into law. I was on the Black Leadership Council of Sun Prairie, the city of Sun Prairie's Comprehensive Planning Committee. I've currently uh, just recently been appointed to the, uh, the state of Wisconsin's Law Enforcement Standards uh, Bureau, uh, Board. I was also on the president's task force on critical issues affecting the Black community. I was the co-chair. I was also involved with the Sun Prairie Area School District Safety and Security Subcommittee. I was on the Sun Prairie Youth Basketball Association Board, the Sunshine Place uh, Board of Directors. I'm still currently a member of the Tellurian Board of Directors. I was also on the United Way Income Community uh, Solutions Team, the University of Wisconsin Athletics Equity Diversity Council, as well as the University of Wisconsin's W Club Advisory Board. So really understanding and taking all of that experience that I've had over my 40 years of life has really prepared me to be sheriff, as well as my personal experiences being a person of color living in America, but also being a law enforcement officer living in the same America as well. Thank you. Mm -hmm. What, if any, steps should the sheriff's office take to reduce racial disparities in the Dane County criminal justice system? Yeah, well, first, it's something that I've championed since becoming sheriff uh, of May of last year. And that's really changing our mindset, not just for our Dane County Sheriff's Office, but being one of the largest agencies in the state. Uh, it, I've really been uh, the leader in changing uh, how we refer to ourselves and what we actually do so that it helps with building those uh, relationships with our community. We've really gone from referring to ourselves as law enforcement officers 
to peace officers. And the reason we did that is if you look at the Wisconsin state statute that defines the roles and responsibilities of the sheriff or his designee, it specifically states that our goal or our job is to keep and maintain the peace. And that really matters in regards to how we refer to ourselves, but more importantly, how our communities that don't trust us as much over the past historical uh, uh, you know, issues that have plagued our profession and our underrepresented communities, they see us as law enforcement officers if that's how we refer to ourselves. But in reality, we are here to keep and maintain the peace. And if the community see us doing that, then it really will help with building those relationships. We also need to continue to uh, uh, hire a workforce that properly represents the communities that we serve. We have a diverse community here in Dane County, and we need to have individuals from different races, religions, sexual orientations, gender identification um, to really help us uh, in regards to hiring, terminations, policies, procedures, work rules, and promotions. And I think that's the key to really helping us in our criminal justice system look at the criminal or the racial disparities that we're commonly seeing and really doing what we can with our part as being peace officers at the Dane County Sheriff's Office. What tools can the Sheriff's Office use to appropriately reduce the jail population? And did the pandemic experience show us which methods are most effective? Well, absolutely. I think, number one, the pandemic experience really taught uh, our entire criminal justice system uh, that uh, we can hold individuals accountable without incarcerating them, that there are ways and tools that we can use that hold individuals accountable without actually taking them into custody and incarcerating them. And one of those starts with our ability to use what we have been using over the past year at the Dane County Sheriff's Office, and that's non-custodial arrests. We encourage our officers when out in the community to use what's called misdemeanor citations or citations in lieu of actual custodial arrests. And what this does is it allows us to hold individuals accountable, protect the, the rights and the feelings of our victims of the crimes, but keeps our jail population down by giving them an out of custody court date where they still are held accountable. They still have to go through the criminal justice system, but we don't have to have them incarcerated to do so. We also look at our court system in regards to the use of virtual courts, which has really been able to help with flexibility as the pandemic has uh, had a huge economic uh, and financial uh, uh, a strain on uh, those who are involved in our criminal justice system and being able to be involved in our court system without traveling to and from, without having appropriate transportation has really helped us in our criminal justice system with that. Also, we have to take a strong look at what we're doing with our Huber population in our jail. One of my top priorities is to really look at our Huber program and find enhancements to combine that with our jail diversion program where we can continue to hold individuals accountable, let them serve their sentences, but keep them in the communities with their families, their support systems, uh, the programming that they have for life skills, their jobs, and their education. So those are just some of the few things that we've really learned over the past few years of the COVID-19 pandemic that's helped with our jail population in regards to criminal justice reform. What should the Sheriff's Office do to best serve the needs of residents with mental health and substance use disorders? Well, number one, we have to make sure that we have the appropriate resource there for those out in our community. And I mean that in saying that as peace officers, as my deputy sheriffs go through a lot of training and we're really good at what we do. 
But when it comes down to really providing our community with the best resources for someone going through a mental health crisis, we are not the best person for it. And that's what we have to identify as our number one goal is saying, hey, there are others that are out there that are better than this, that can better serve and that have the background, education and training to properly serve our community. That starts with our Dane County Sheriff's Office having embedded crisis workers. What this is, is we have three embedded crisis workers in all three of our precincts throughout the county, and they are med or mental health professionals that respond to specific calls with our deputies. And when it is a safe to do so, the uh, mental health professional or our embedded crisis worker takes over that call and they provide that individual with the resources they need, not only during uh, a mental health crisis, but after by following up with family members, appropriately documenting and letting other law enforcement professionals aware of that individual and some of the things that trigger that crisis. We also have really looked at uh, um, uh, our jail facility and, and looking at the limitations of our configuration. It is unfortunate, but our current jail does not have any mental health beds. We use solitary confinement for someone who is going through a mental health crisis, someone that's going through a medical emergency, as well as someone that's going through a behavioral crisis. And I feel that we need to have a facility that appropriately has mental health beds so that we can provide those who are going through mental health crisis with the services they need. We are also one of the few uh, uh, jails in the state of Wisconsin that has 24-7, 365 days a year mental health staff on, on, uh, on site uh, willing to help those that are incarcerated and within our custody. What is your position on funding to build a new jail? My position on funding the, the, the new jail is really, we have to look at, does the current facility, which was built in 1953, reflect the values of our Dane County community? If we really look at the where we were as an American society in 1953, that jail reflects our views and it re reflects what we thought of individuals that were arrested. At the end of the day, we are all one wrong decision away from ending up incarcerated. So are our children, our brothers, our sisters, our wives, uh, and, and all of our family members. And we have to take that into consideration. In 1953, the jail was built and designed with that typical mindset of physical containment. The purpose of the jail was to do one thing, and that's keep people away from the general community. Right now in 2022, it is a completely different mindset and a philosophy. Our operational philosophy at the Dane County Jail is to have a safe, humane, and rehabilitative facility for all. And if we look at where we were in 1953, that was before Brown versus the Board of Education that desegregated schools. That was before Loving v. Virginia, the Wisconsin or the United States Supreme Court ruling that made it illegal for states to arrest individuals for interracial marriage. So if we look at the facility, we have to ask ourselves, does this reflect our current 2022 values? And we need a facility that is safe, humane, and rehabilitative. We need to have programming space. We need to have uh, exercise space for our individuals. We need to have a medical beds. We need to have mental health beds. So really, when we're looking at the funding for the jail, we cannot put a price on humanity. We have to say, what is it going to take in our criminal justice system to help rehabilitate those that are within our custody so that we're sending them back to our communities better and not bitter and broken. And currently our, our current configuration with the city county building and its design really puts the safety not only of those 
that are incarcerated, but for our deputies, our professional staff, our medical staff, our mental health staff, and our volunteers as well. So we need a safe and humane facility that can do all of the things that we wanna do and matches our values here in Dane County. And I will not, as the Dane County Sheriff, uh, put a price on humanity because safety is my number one concern as your Dane County Sheriff. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview, including any priorities that have not yet been identified? Yeah, well, I just want to say it's been a true honor to serve as your Dane County Sheriff over the past year. Uh, I believe it's been an awesome experience getting to know, building relationships, solving community problems through evidence-based decision-making and procedural just practices. And that only works out, that only applies to not only outside in the community, but what we do here as we treat our own um, in our own Dane County Sheriff's Office. My top three priorities as your Dane County Sheriff is number one, safety and security, I'm sorry, is uh, uh, public safety uh, and community engagement. We need to feel safe at home. We need to feel safe when we're driving in our cars on the Beltline. We need to feel safe when we're out in the, uh, in the community shopping and our children need to feel safe at home or at school as well. We also have to use community engagement to help educate and understand where we can be better with our public safety to really join those two together and provide a safe, and uh, a safe Dane County community to live, visit, and to work in. My second priority is to enhance our jail diversion programs and find ways to get those nonviolent offenders out of custody and into the community with their support systems, which include their children, their families, keeps them close to their jobs, keeps them close uh, to their education and keeps them close to their programming that's uh, way more prevalent in the community than in our facility. We also need to focus on um, uh, uh, providing uh, vocational skills and life resources to help those rehabilitate while they're within our uh, facility or custody. And my third uh, priority is to have a sheriff's office that reflects the diverse community we serve. So at the end, I really appreciate the time. I really appreciate the opportunity to share my vision and my story. And I can tell you there are three things you can count on me as your Dane County Sheriff. I will serve justly. I will love more mercy and I will walk humbly. Thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to serving as your Dane County Sheriff. I want to thank Calvin for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking time to know your candidates. I want to remind everyone that election day for those candidates involved in the primary is Tuesday, August 9th, and that the fall election is on Tuesday, November 8th. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison's City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.